0: We come to the last in our series on being a Christian and an effective Christian witness in the 21st century. And I want to begin by asking you a question. Quiz. Right at the beginning. Jeopardy. Here it is. I wonder how many will get it. I'm expecting that you get it, Tobin. Okay, if you don't, you know, no pressure, no pressure. What do Plato, the fifth century Greek philosopher, Karl Marx, the 19th century communist writer, and Thomas More, the 16th century English humanist, have in common? <laughs> does anyone think they've got the answer uh, that's a good uh, no <laughs> we've got another one in the back what do you think they have in common they're all made <laughs> that that is great that is great you get a prize for that one most definitely they atheists Thomas More wasn't, but two of them were. Close. This is what they have in common. The three of them laid out the possibility of a new society. A new society. Plato wrote a book called The Republic. And in The Republic, he lays out how we can be a brand new society. Karl Marx obviously did that with his Das Kapital and the Communist Manifesto and Thomas More wrote a very famous work called Utopia which is, which actually means no place utopia if you're into Latin and what they wanted to do was to sort of imagine a brand new society brand new society and hundreds of thousands of Americans, believe it or not, in the 19th century, sought to do the same thing. It's part of American folklore. Thousands of Americans sought to build new societies, new utopian societies in the 19th century. Some of you have heard of the Shakers, for instance, the Amish Or the old Mennonites. and these would build separate societies away from the world around them they sort of believe that the world has gone so far that they can't do anything to change it so the reality is they're going to do their own thing we could argue as well that in one sense they weren't willing to wait till the new heaven and the new earth would come they wanted the kingdom of God now they wanted to feel it they wanted to experience it in their day-to-day lives fascinating other people of course who weren't Christian at all imagined futures I've often spoken about Edward Bellamy the novelist who in 1888 imagines a Boston, yes, our Boston, in the year 2000. Oh, it's a great, it's a great work. Any of you read that? I'd just be interested to know if anyone's read that. Nobody. I tell you, it's great fun. It's great fun because we live post-2000. And we can look and we can be so critical of where he got it wrong at the same time we can say that was that was quite interesting and the book is called looking backwards and he the the, the, it's a novel of course in which he wakes up after an induced sleep of over a century and imagines what Boston would look like and of course there it's a socialist Boston because he was a, a, a socialist writer We have utopian visions all around us. People are seeking, if you like, to build a new society. It's inbred, whether you're an atheist, whether you're a believer, whether you're whatever you are. People want to imagine a better society. Now, some Christians, the history of some Christians, especially in some churches... In the 20th century was the opposite of that many churches said we can't do anything with society at all we can't do anything so all we need to do now is hold the fort the lord is coming i don't know if some of you might have sung that old gospel hymn they realized that they couldn't change too much around them yet they could do something to hold on to what they have I'm using this as an introduction. And maybe I'm confusing you. What am I saying? Am I saying we should have a new society? Are we, am I saying we should be apart from the society I li- we live in? Or should we try and change society? Actually, I'm saying them all. I'm saying them all. So I'm friends with everyone. Is that okay? <laughs> all right. Listen to what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? You are the light of the world. The church exists to be a light in society. That is clear. And last time, we looked at the whole last two talks, We looked at the whole area of, as church, we need to have beachheads into our society and we need to meet people on what I called no man's land. So what I'm saying is, firstly, we need to reach the society we live in. Absolutely. But at the same time, I believe, And i think the scripture teaches that we need to be as church the new society now without waiting now not just in the future not just after the tribulation or whatever you believe about that all right but now god calls us to be the new society throughout the summer i'm going to be preaching on the book of Ephesians here in church. And the book of Ephesians, you could argue, speaks of the new society in Jesus Christ. John Stott writes his commentary on Ephesians with that in mind. He calls it the new society. You see, as church, we are not just to look forward to what God is going to do in the future but we are to do what God wants now now we are to be as groups now of the kingdom of God the church is meant to be an illustration of what God wants to do with all of society I don't think we can change the, whole, the all of society in America at this time. We can do certain things and we should be involved. I agree with that. We shouldn't close our eyes to what's going on. But our first thing is to be who we are in Christ. To illustrate to the world around us that we are different. Last week, I did something. That I hadn't done for a year and a half. a year and a half. I went to the movies. I did. I did. By myself, by myself, Gwen's not up to going to movies yet. went by myself. there was a new documentary coming out on, on Nazi Germany, and I wanted to see that one. And it was only in theaters, so I thought, I'm, I'm going to go to the theaters. Do you know, I'd never felt so safe in all my life. There was a huge theatre, and four of us were sitting there. (laughs) All of us men with masks, but anyway. And that makes me think of going to the movies. Those of you who haven't been to the movies in the last year and a half, do you remember when you go to the movies, and if you arrive on time, what you get is coming soon? Coming soon. And you get a pile of the coming soons of the next few months coming soon and then you get two minutes abbreviated summary all right of what the movies that are coming out in a month's time are all about and they're very interesting very very interesting they tell you something about the movie they give you a feel of the movie they don't tell you everything but they give you a feel I want to argue today that the church is the coming soon of the kingdom of God the coming soon and that when people visit our church they should be visiting the kingdom of God which is coming soon this is who we are I want to encourage you this morning We are not just a group of individuals coming together and having a sermon. We are illustrative of the kingdom of God to come. Because the kingdom is not only future, it is now. It is now. And this is a biblical framework. Let me begin with a... uh, Not begin, I'm carrying on. (laughs) If I say begin now, you'll be frightened. I'll go on forever. But... um, let me give you a definition of the kingdom of God simply stated the kingdom of God is the rule of God over his creation but such a rule includes three essential elements a ruler with adequate authority and power secondly a realm of subjects over which to rule that's us and the actual exercise of that rule as well you could use other words the rule of God and the realm of God I like the word realm we are part of the realm of God we are part of the country of God the state of God the kingdom of God And you know that's something many churches have forgotten John the Baptist summed up the message of the gospel in Matthew 3 two: repent for the kingdom of heaven is near the kingdom of heaven is near Jesus sums up his whole message I preached this a number of times in the church but I I'm going to continue to preach it because I believe it's really important Matthew 4 17 for this time on Jesus began to preach repent for the kingdom of heaven is near what is the gospel what are we about what is the best way to describe it all kingdom of heaven kingdom of god that's what it's about the sermon on the mount is about that but take take a description that matthew gives first of all before the sermon matthew 4:25. Uh, jesus went through galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the good news of what the kingdom the kingdom I'm a follower of Jesus who proclaimed the kingdom. We are followers of Jesus who proclaimed the kingdom of God. And the Sermon on the Mount, and we had the Beatitudes read to us, gives us an idea of what the kingdom looks like. It gives us an idea of the culture of that kingdom. The parables in the Gospels are all about the kingdom. One when, when person, C.H. Dodd, wrote, I think in the 1940s, he he called his study the parables of the kingdom. Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like a man. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's like a treasure found in a field. The kingdom is a key thing. And I wish more and more that our churches would take this word and use it and the kingdom has three tenses. The first tense is past. In other words, the kingdom came in Jesus. Came in Jesus. Listen, Matthew 12. But if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God has come for us as believers. But it's also present. Listen to, the key evangelical (laughs) I'm using it specifically the key evangelical verses of John 3 I tell you the truth Jesus speaking unless a man is born again he cannot see what the kingdom of God born again believers say they're born again into what into the kingdom I tell you the truth unless a man is born of water and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God it is it has been it is and it will be in the future listen to Jesus again speaking at the last supper we're having communion today chapter 14 verse 25 of John I tell you the truth I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in the kingdom of God future future peter speaks of a present community 1 peter 2 5 you like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ you are verse 9 a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his most wonderful light we are a nation now I am Welsh (laughs) as you know some of you are American some of you are African and Haitian and all the different things but I want to tell you what we all are first of all we are a chosen nation in Christ together. And I say that. And I dare say that in a nation that is crippling itself by discussing race endlessly. And I want to say we are a nation right now, whatever your color is, whatever your accent is. We are we are together. If you're African or Cambodian or from Belize lovely to have you from Belize uh, today I want to tell you you are my sister in Christ my sister in Christ I know I've got an odd accent but I am your brother in Christ as well even though you do not understand everything I say that's fair enough it's fair enough we are one in Christ and I want to proclaim that and you know, I want to tell people in this world where everyone is arguing about all sorts of things, come to church, come and see the colors in our church, come and hear the accents in our church, because we are a chosen nation, we are a different nation, We are the kingdom of God, not yes in the future, but now, now we are the kingdom of God. Now we are a people who pray this prayer, thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and our values are different they're different from the world around us we can't change all the world around us we can make a difference and I think we should I don't think we should retreat I think we should be involved Politically, I think you should be involved. Socially, of course. That's right. But in the meantime, we are is the best argument that we have. What is our culture? Our culture was read to us. The culture of this kingdom. Who are the blessed people in the kingdom? Those who are poor in spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Oh, thank you for that. Those who mourn. Those who mourn, Mary, that's something for you, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, those who are persecuted. We are the kingdom of God now, now, and it's inner, not just external, but it's expressed externally, and you know I want to come to the place where we in order to reach people around us don't just preach the kingdom but say come along and see it come along and see not just online I'm glad you're online all of you but come and see come and see come and feel come and feel do you know isn't it wonderful to be able to hug again it's not good those have been vaccinated you know we're, we're hugging we're doing this it's great <laughs> what a great invention <laughs> what a wonderful invention it's all about love an interesting book i don't know if anyone's read this one the benedict option um, it's uh, a lot of people are reading it at, at this time fascinating book and it, and, and it speaks about the whole area of being a community apart a community apart we are a community and part of reaching the world around us is to show the world around us what it could be like what it could be like if people bowed to the will of God one of the things I remember I finished with this from my college days, um, was that a group of us? I was very, very fortunate when I went to college in the University of North Wales, Bangor. A group of us went from Cynnesley, my hometown, and we all knew one another very, very well. It was great. We had a blast. I didn't work. You <laughs> know, working wasn't part of the whole thing of going to college uh, for me at that time. It was having a good time. But one of the things we did, was we were together, we were Christians. And you know, one of the things that worked so well with many people is that they were invited into the group. And as they were invited into the group, you didn't need to explain what Christianity was. You could see it. You could feel it. That's the aim as we go into the summer and the fall. We invite people to feel the kingdom of God. Not just to hear about it, but to feel it and taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste it. You see see the point, tasting? You see, different meals. You go out and you've never tasted anything. You know, someone says, oh, what's this? Is it any good? Taste it. (laughs) Taste it. And you'll see, taste. Some are good, some are bad. This church is meant to be a tasting place for the kingdom of God. That's our calling. Next week, we'll be uh, celebrating the uh, ordination of, of Brian. And then after that, the week after, I'll be looking at the book of Ephesians that speaks in some detail an expository ministry on the book of Ephesians. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love towards us. Thank you for everything you've given to us. Lord, help us be your people and help people taste that the Lord is good by coming amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen.